We can delegate the process of education to any person or institution we want to, but we cannot delegate the responsibility for our children's education. Welcome to the SoundWords podcast, where it's our goal to help Christians love and live out God's Word. Today, we're going to talk about biblical insights for homeschooling. The title of our episode is, Should We Homeschool?, And this episode is for parents who are considering homeschool as an education option. Uh, It's also for those who are just interested in learning more about what is, uh, what I read is currently the fastest growing form of education in the United States. Uh, To help us discuss this topic, we invited Robin Gould. Thanks for being here, Robin. Good afternoon. Afternoon. It's great to have you. Uh, Robin Gould is the president of NCHEA, and that is Nebraska Christian Home Educators Association. That's all of it. <laughs> Good. Did I get that right? <laughs> yeah. Good. And for the rest of the podcast, we will be calling you President Gould. If that's okay, <laughs> since that is now your Please title. Please no. <laughs> no? Please no. <laughs> well, Robin, I'm especially glad you're here because not only are you an authority in Nebraska for, for homeschool, uh, but also you're, you're a wonderful, skilled servant here at this church. Uh, for many years, I mean, you've served in the music ministry, you've led ensemble, uh, you've taught me violin way back in the day. I don't know if you remember way that. Way back, yep. Yep, yep. But I, I just look up to you musically and also spiritually for your work of service for the Lord. So oh, thank thanks you. for being here. Well, yeah, the topic today is is homeschooling as, a, as an educational option for Christian parents. And Robin, if you'd just be willing to share a little bit about your connection to homeschooling um, with your role with the board, Nebraska Christian Home Educators Association, but also your your own family's connection to homeschooling, just give more of the backstory. Right. Well, my wife Tina and I have been on the board of Nebraska Christian Home Educators Association for over 25 years mm-hmm. now. Our organization supports and defends homeschooling through a yearly conference, curriculum fair, various speaking engagements, a website especially, and we also suggest bills in the legislature and actually testify for bills that we're for and against. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of legislature activity there, but also a lot of support just for homeschoolers who call or uh, email us or get on the website uh, or even have uh, Facebook questions, that kind of thing. We homeschooled our three daughters all through high school. And as far as my personal experience goes, many homeschoolers will tell you the same thing about their experience. You take it one year at a time. Just one year at a time. But we were very distressed uh, when we were first uh, considering uh, schooling for our oldest child that the state of the public schools were just a spiritual and moral denigration, complete mess there. And as Christians, we know from Ephesians 6 4, Deuteronomy 6 7, and other verses that our responsibility as parents is to bring our children up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So I was strongly against the idea that our children would be taught for six hours a day or even more the attitudes and the philosophies of a world that is controlled by Satan. We didn't have the money nor the inclination to place our children in a private Christian school, but other homeschoolers had approached us and introduced the possibility of homeschooling to us. So we attended the NCHEA's conference and curriculum fair at their suggestion, and once we had prayed and talked about it together, Tina and I decided to try homeschooling for just that one year. Well, it was a good year, and we decided to try it for another year, and then pretty soon it was 2013, and all three of our daughters had graduated from our school. So, 
one year at a time, and all yeah. three daughters graduated. Now, what was the name of your school? Harwood Christian School. Harwood. I know you You we, always have to have a, a name. You do, uh, actually, legally, you do. Don't you? And uh, we named it after the street that we lived on that whole time. So even, at, even after we moved, we were still on Harwood Street, so we kept the name. Perfect. Yeah. What are the biblical reasons parents should carefully consider any educational decision they make on behalf of their children? I am glad you asked. The Bible holds parents accountable for their children's biblical instruction, especially the father. Uh, We can delegate the process of education to others, to any person or institution we want to, but we cannot delegate the responsibility for our children's education, and that's both spiritual and academic. Homeschooling allows Christians to instruct their children in the scriptures and in academics without interference or compromised theology. Ephesians 6.4 says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 7, I won't go through all the verses, but it says, You shall teach them diligently to your sons those principles, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. Deuteronomy 11, 18 and 19, and I'm going to paraphrase that a bit too, You shall therefore impress these words of mine on your heart and on your soul. You shall teach them to your sons, talking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk along the road, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. The mother's responsibility isn't left out of the Bible's instructions either. We know in 2 Timothy 3, where it says in verses 14 and 15, You, Timothy, however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the sacred writings, which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. This is referencing his mother Eunice and grandmother Lois from chapter 1, verse 5, who apparently were believers and taught Timothy the scriptures, which eventually contributed to Timothy's salvation. So both the father and the mother are responsible for that uh, spiritual component and educational component as well. Scripture teaches us that a child's education is normally parents teaching their children. Proverbs 1, 7 through 9, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Indeed, they are a graceful wreath to your head and ornaments about your neck. I can keep going. There's a lot in the Proverbs. Uh, Proverbs chapter 4 is a continuous reference about a father teaching his son wisdom and understanding. And then finally, Proverbs 6, 20 through 22, My son, observe the commandment of your father and do not forsake the teaching of your mother. Bind them continually on your heart. And when you walk about, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. So we have those principles of both father and mother and it's the norm in the Bible that they are teaching their children. That's super helpful, Robin. I mean, you've laid out the biblical case for why this is such a critical decision for parents to, to weigh and, and decide on. It's not like, you know, uh, deciding what's for dinner tonight or what team you're going to root for. The educational decision that you're going to make on behalf of your child is of paramount importance because you have all these scriptures to back it up, going back to the fact that we as parents will one day give an account for how we pointed our children to the Lord and how we trained them in His Word, so it's a it's a uh, a decision of monumental importance. And um, 
it's just a good reminder for all of us, no matter what decision we've ultimately made education wise to be able to put our head in the pillow at night and say, I made the right call here with, right. with respect to my children. What have you found to be some of the greatest benefits of, of homeschooling for Christian families? Uh, so you've seen a lot of Christian families that have homeschooled in your role and your family. And then what, what aspect of homeschooling did your family find most personally rewarding? Well, I think, firstly, it was our ability to influence our children on a constant basis with teaching from the scriptures and teaching them academics from a Christian worldview. So I see that as maybe the biggest benefit. I'll give you a great example. For many years, when our daughters were in grade school, especially, my wife would read to our children after lunch while they were being homeschooled. She usually selected teen-level biographies of missionaries, theologians, other heroes of the faith. And she would often discuss what was going on spiritually for these people in their circumstances, but also the geography, the customs, and the history of the periods in which these these Christians lived. It combined a valuable academic period of study with spiritual impact as well. So kind of a double whammy there. Another huge benefit I see is teaching the sciences through a biblical worldview, especially biology and geology. We know that those uh, have been twisted by the devil to not show the real truth that the Bible states. But this allowed us to use textbooks that taught the creationist perspective so that our children could relate to the scriptures and to the world around them in a truthful way. And finally, I might mention the idea that homeschooling is a lifestyle, and that was enormously beneficial for both us and our children. We were able to combine vacations with learning experiences. So Sometimes that was a bummer for our children, I will say that, because they knew that they were going to get homework whenever we went on (laughs) vacation. Uh, But we were talking about the history of the places we visited, the geography, the differences in culture. And uh, Tina and I had to do our own research as well so that we knew what we were talking about as, as we vacated. Teaching our children also to learn about the world around them rather than confining education to sitting at a desk in front of a textbook or being lectured to for hours in the classroom, that expanded their education and taught us a thing or two along the way. Yeah, I know you could keep going with those benefits too. Having been homeschooled till fourth grade, I I personally received uh, some of those benefits. And uh, one is just the the freedom you have to to be a self-starter and to, to pick a an area of study that you are particularly interested in or from the parent's point of view that your kid is particularly interested in. Right. Um, So now, Robin, can you talk about some of the common challenges that homeschool families face? Sure. Um, First of all, I'll discuss a little bit of the legal challenges. Um, If homeschooling parents don't follow the rules in their state, they can be cited for truancy. Fortunately, over the years, these rules have become easier to follow in almost every state. And in most cases, the departments of education don't cause trouble for homeschoolers. But there is a flip side to that. We've had many false claims of truancy in our state and many other states as well. It does take some diligence on the part of the state homeschooling organizations, such as the NCHEA, to make sure that lawmakers don't make it harder for homeschoolers. Uh, In fact, just yesterday, our legislative liaison testified in front of the legislative committee responsible for education for a bill that we are supporting to make it easier for homeschoolers in Nebraska than it already is. We also face opposition from family members. My sister is a teacher in the private schools, and at first she thought we were crazy that we had decided to homeschool. 
But over the years, she saw that our daughters were excelling in their subjects and turning into pretty nice people too. Mm-hmm. So uh, one last thing I will mention is the idea that K through 12 educators require certification. That just seems to be just a, a topic that comes up all the time. But most homeschool parents aren't certified in the subject matter they teach. That's pretty obvious. However, until the late 1800s, that wasn't even a concept anyone really considered. If you can read and communicate, basically you can teach. Most of the scientists and statesmen historically were homeschooled or schooled by tutors anyway, uh, not in government school systems. That's a recent development. Homeschoolers often feel inadequate to teach, but there are so many methods and materials out there for each subject that this really isn't a problem anymore. And maybe the problem now is choosing amongst all your curriculum. But the conferences that we sponsor every year can help with that, and so can local co-ops and support groups. And so maybe I missed it. Were you saying it's a it was a common thought that you had to be certified for teaching K through 12? Yeah, that was one of the biggest arguments uh, back when we were trying to make homeschooling legal in the early 80s, especially that, well, these aren't certified teachers. Well, dirty little secret, in most states, most teachers that are in the public schools are not subject matter experts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They don't actually have to be certified in the area that they teach. They just have to have a teaching certificate. So, I mean, that that argument kind of went away after a while after it was discovered that actually homeschoolers were doing pretty good. And when was it legalized in Nebraska? Do you remember? Um, I don't remember the exact date off the top of my head, but NCHA has a video that kind of shows the history uh, on the website, nchea.org. It was definitely the mid-80s, I think, when this was being discussed, and I th- believe it was 86, but I, hmm. I, don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, and before that, we had some pioneers that were actually educating in defiance of the law. I don't know that I would ever suggest that necessarily, but um, they were they were really the pioneers that got things started to the point where Bob Carey, the governor at the time, brought together a committee and they discovered that maybe this wasn't such a bad idea after mm. all. Mm. Oh, wow. So Aaron just asked you about some of the the challenges that can be associated with homeschooling. Right. What are some of the common stereotypes that, that you've encountered that are out there about homeschooling? And, and I'll leave it to you as to whether you want to refute each of those stereotypes. Sure. Well, one of the biggest ones is socialization. You know, what about socialization? And I will refute that one because that one hits biblically. Hmm. There's no biblical concept of socialization as the world defines it. Um Rather, the biblical concept is that of parents modeling for their children, and we've already discussed some of those verses. Uh, Saved parents should be teaching their children scripture and modeling a biblical worldview. Home education makes this process simple, normative, and social education is largely that of receiving instruction and imitating more mature Christians, the parents, rather than their peer groups. Another stereotype we do encounter, and this is really a horrible one, um, is the idea of abusive or neglectful parents. Uh, Those parents that basically homeschooled and then uh, their kids watch TV all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, I, first of all, that that's really not the case. I mean, I I don't personally know anybody who has uh, students that are doing poorly, but beyond that, we know that the media likes to make examples of children that are doing exactly that, you know, or are in abusive and neglectful situations. 
and they need to consider homeschoolers as a body. There are some studies out there that find that homeschoolers are doing fine academically, and I, you know, I won't go into depth on those, except to say that we don't really have any studies, even of by secular sociologists, that show that homeschoolers are doing worse than anybody in the private schools or public schools. So, so I got a, a question not on the sheet for you, Robin. All right. <laughs> okay. So. COVID. How did COVID change homeschooling? COVID, <laughs> COVID made homeschooling really explode. Um, and I think it was the idea that, okay, children had to be taught at home anyway, even if they were in the public schools in most states. And a lot of parents were finding, oh, so this idea of teaching at home wasn't that big a deal. It can be done. It's possible. And more and more people just found ways to do that. Coupled with the idea that our our schools are really, it seems like the public schools especially, are just going downhill so quickly as far as moral and certainly spiritual stances that the idea of pulling your children out of school just wasn't foreign anymore. Mm-hmm. And on that, on that note, is that even limited to Christian families? Are you seeing homeschooling open to various yeah. different groups now? Yeah, we don't... Uh, we as a as an organization, um, Nebraska Christian Home Educators yeah. Association, we don't really uh, know how much is out there, but we do know that a lot of it has come about. Uh, in Nebraska specifically, we're still trying to get the Department of Education to report more numbers. Hmm. Uh, that's public information, but they've managed to not report it to us. So uh, we're still waiting on those numbers, and I'm, I'm sure they'll show that uh, homeschooling is burgeoning, at least in Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, from the little I read, it does seem like it is growing across the country. Yes. So say there's someone watching this video and mm-hmm. thinking, well, I want to learn more. I want to get started. Uh, what advice would you give to parents who are wanting to explore this topic in, more deeply? Okay. Well, the the first thing to do is to talk to someone that you know that homeschools. I think that's the easiest way to be introduced to it. And if you don't know a homeschooler, you can always visit our website, nchea.org. Our website gives very comprehensive information about getting started, and it has links to many resources, curriculum, our conference uh, every year. And that's another point of interest, even if you're just interested in homeschooling and you haven't started yet. The conference and curriculum fair is another way to explore options there. Registration for that can be had at nchea.org, so everything kind of points back to the website. And finally, if you'd like to contact someone personally, you can send an email to nchea at nchea.org, and one of our board members will respond. What do you think? Do we have time for the rapid fire short answer questions? We, we can try it. You want to get it started? <laughs> sure. All right, Robin. So I have five short answer questions. You can decide how short they ought to be. Okay. Um, but we are looking for some brevity here just to answer some common questions that we come across about homeschool. And you may have answered some already, but... Is homeschooling legal? Uh, Yes. (laughs) The short answer is yes. But currently, homeschooling is legal in all 50 states. Right now in Nebraska, it's as simple as filling out a form each year that says you're homeschooling your children. Hmm. And this form's available at the State Department of Education website. Cool. Do homeschool students receive diplomas? Did your daughters get a diploma from Harwood Christian School? Um. 
I'm trying to remember because <laughs> honestly, that's up to the homeschool parents. Okay. It's there's nothing official that says you have to have a diploma. Um, you can give them a diploma if you want, but it's really not necessary. I don't think we did. Generally, homeschoolers that want to pursue higher education take college entrance exams, mm-hmm. just like any other person would. And we do encourage them, however, to keep transcripts of their coursework. Many colleges ask for that in lieu of a diploma. Mm-hmm. How can parents manage the challenges of teaching multiple grade levels simultaneously? Yeah, a better person to answer this is Tina, but I can give you what she sort of gave me as an answer, which is it's a juggling act, especially in large families. But in the same way that you issue chores to older children while you're trying to deal with younger children, it can be done that way. Most of our children were completely autonomous by the time they were in seventh or eighth grade. Hmm. So it was easier to teach the younger children. And um, you can do things like do some personal one-on-ones during nap times and that kind of thing. So there's a lot of techniques to get around that. This might be better for Tina as well, but how long does homeschooling one child take per day? Yeah, well, that that varies, but it's less than most think. Nebraska requires a minimum of 1,032 hours per year for elementary students and 1,080 hours per year for Mm. secondary students. But you do some quick math, and that's about four to five hours a day. But that's flexible as well, because in the homeschooling area, um, a chemistry experiment could be cooking dinner. And, you know, there's all kinds of ways to do that, especially with self-paced learning. Some some of it's done at night, maybe, but those hours can be broken up through the day. What is the financial impact of homeschooling? Yeah, well, that's a tough one because it does require some sacrifice. In Nebraska, at least, there's no tax breaks for that. So you're paying for others' education as you're also paying for your own on top of that. But many curricular are inexpensive, and they can be reused with subsequent children. So homeschoolers have found some really creative ways to make it work for them, and generally it's less expensive than private schools as well because there's the same situation there. Well, thank you. That's very helpful. I trust this whole episode has been helpful to people not only considering homeschooling, but just wanting to learn more about it. So thank you so much, Robin. Yeah, thank you. I especially appreciated what you said about uh, the parents' responsibility. And regardless of the educational choice they make, the Lord holds the parents, and particularly the father, responsible for his home. And uh, what what more important thing um, than carefully raising our children in the instruction of the Lord, as you said. Right. And that's the most important thing I want to emphasize today. Yeah. Thank you. Amen. Jesse, any anything else to add? Just grateful, Robin, for your wisdom, your faithfulness. I think this is going to be a blessing to many who watch and listen. And the final word, as always, goes to God and His Word from 2 Timothy 1.13, where Paul says to Timothy, retain the standard of sound words which you've heard from me in the faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. Thanks for watching.